Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Alternate Oscars. I'm your host, Gabe Warren, and with every episode, I, along with a special guest, will be celebrating and rewarding our favorite films of each year, starting 1928 and going onwards. We'll discuss our brief thoughts on each film we nominate and comment on the actual Oscar year and some fun details in the ceremony. A few rules we always follow. We will be strictly following the reminder list of eligible releases. Those can be found on the website and the Oscar goes too. The amount of categories will also change and evolve over time. My guest today is going to be uh, Drew Chornier. Um, he's another major cinephile. Um, so how are I you do. doing today, uh, Drew? I'm really well, thank you. I'm glad we got to do this again. I know it, we did 46 last time. So this is another good year. I realized I had already seen more than I thought this time, or I didn't have to do as much catch up, but it was nice to revisit a lot of these after a long time. So been good yeah that's cool um so today we're going to be talking about the films of 1959 and i think a good place to, uh, to start that i always ask is what were your favorite films from this year that were not eligible this can be any film that was released in 1959 but was not on the reminder list of eligible releases for 1959 the ceremony yeah it's an incredible year for french film um between Pickpocket and Hiroshima Mon Amour and Black Orpheus. Those are my big three, but um, John Cassavetti's Shadows also came out in 59, but it was never really properly released in New York or LA. It was never really eligible or submitted eligible because of just the limits of kind of the, the limit of the release at the time. And it's definitely, it's definitely a first feature, but you can see all the things that he wanted to work to do and work with that he got better at, but it's such a good, it's an amazing first film. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of some myself. I know I've seen some, mm -hmm. but they're just not coming to my head at the moment. Um, I'll just, I'll just copy what you said, like, a lot of French films from 1959 are excellent. It's an incredible list. Like, I, I can't even imagine. I was thinking at the time having to pick between like 400 Blows, which was eligible, but then this list of all the ones that weren't eligible in terms of just picking their foreign language contender, I can't even imagine. Like, there are just so many good ones. And Gates of Paris is that year. That's a good one, too. Um, I guess that came out a couple years before, but it was eligible this year. So it, it's just a good, it's a good year for French film. Just it, as there are so many in the fifties that were good, but this one in particular, just, I, it just jumped out at me. I was like, wow, I, I, some of these are just stone cold classics that I've seen so many times that I just sort of love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess we can now, get on to the year proper by getting into our nominations. So as always, we start with uh, the last category, special effects, and then with the first best picture, and we take turns announcing our nominees and winners, uh, nominees first, um, and the guest always goes first. So Drew, with special effects, do you want to take it away? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for best special visual effects, I have Ben Hur. A. Arnold Gillespie, R. A. McDonald, and Milo B. Laurie, Darby O'Gill and the Little People, Peter Ellenshaw, Eustace Lysette and Joshua Meter, 
Journey to the Center of the Earth, um, Johnny Borghese, L.B. Abbott, James B. Gordon, and Emil Cosa Jr., North by Northwest, A. Arnold, Arnold Gillespie, Lee LeBlanc, and Sleeping Beauty, Jack Boyd, Jack Buckley, U.B. Iwerks, Used to Slice Set, Dan McManus, and Joshua Meter. Uh, my nominees are Ben Hur, A. Arnold Villa, Robert R. Hogan, Lee LeBlanc, Journey to the Center of the Earth, L.B. Abbott, James B. Gordon, and M.L. Cosa Jr., and North by Northwest, um, A. Arnold Gillespie, and Lee LeBlanc. They're fun. I, I, it's, I never, that is a category that changed so much over the years, so many times in terms of eligibility, but also in terms of like how many they nominated. So I, I picked five. I thought, you know, if, you know, if something like a, that, if, if like Nightmare Before Christmas can get nominated for a visual, for visual effects in an animated film, Sleeping Beauty is pretty spectacular in terms of the effects that it can, it can create. So I, I, I found five, even though they, you know, they only had two on their nominating ballot at the time. Yeah. Um, so next we have Best Film Editing. Yeah, for best film editing, I have Anatomy of a Murder, Louis R. Loeffler, Ben-Hur, Ralph E. Winters, and John D. Dunning, North by Northwest, George Tomasini, The Nun Story, Walter Thompson, and Rio Bravo, Fulmar uh, Blankstead. Um, my nominees are Anatomy of a Murder, Louis R. Loeffler, Day of the Outlaw, Robert Lawrence, North by Northwest, George Tomasini, Peter Pancelli, Dulao Dura, and Some Like It Hot, Arthur P. Schmidt. Great. I, I was, I almost, I very close on Some Like It Hot and Pother. So I'm, you're, you're, we're right on track with those. Awesome. Um, and next we have Best Makeup. Yeah, for best makeup and hair, I did *Imitation of Life*, Larry Gurman and Bud and Bud Westmore. *The Nun Story*, Alberto De Rossi and Grazia De Rossi. *The Seven Seal*, Niels Nettle. *Some Like It Hot*, Agnes Flanagan, Emil Levine, and Alice Monte or Mont or Monte. Suddenly last summer, David Eilat and Joan White. A lot of a lot of making beautiful movie stars look beautiful, but I do think there's a lot of real interesting character choices being made with the particular makeup choices and a lot with a lot with hair too, uh, particularly in some of these, but I, I was really impressed. It, it was a, it's a wonderful time for star kind of star makeup and star like star stuff like that. So it, it definitely there's, there's some good options. For sure. Um, my nominees are Al Capone. Dave Grayson, Ben Hur, Charles Parker, The Diary of Anne Frank, Ben Nye, and Helen Turpin, The Mummy, Roy Ashton, Helen Montage, um, and Some Like It Hot, Emil Levine and Alice Monty. Fantastic. Um, yeah, trying um, to elaborate, like, I tried to make these as distinctive as possible, just mm -hmm. being me. Um, Al Capone um, just speaks for itself. Ben Hur kind of speaks for itself too. Some like it hot, you know. 
Uh, oh, I mean the I mean the attention the, the attention to the detail of of Jack and Tony in particular, but then even Marilyn, even the choices of of Marilyn's makeup um, in the different scenes really does play off of that character. But also, it just it it, it all feels of a piece so well in that in that case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, for me, I mean, like Imitation of Life and Suddenly Last Summer is very much sort of star makeup. I mean, they're really playing up the beauty and the the specifics of Lana Turner, Catherine Hepburn, and Elizabeth Taylor. Um, Seventh Seal, I just love the attention to detail of on the on the death character himself and the nun story particularly, um, the way in which it really subtly, I, I can't tell if it's makeup to look like she's not wearing makeup, certainly is part of it, but also just the the sort of gently slowly sort of showing the Audrey Hepburn character sister Luke less and less of a person as she becomes more sort of taken from who she is inside of the convent and inside of the inside of the church that it's it just becomes so interesting by the end what she looks like so definitely um so next we have best costume design for best costume design i have ben her elizabeth haffenden elizabeth excuse me imitation of life jean louise and bill thomas north by northwest edith head some like it hot ori kelly and suddenly last summer suddenly last summer oliver messel um i rewatched suddenly last summer i had a different final choice in there but i was shocked how much clothing is a is a care how much character in how much clothing is discussed in the film and how much those clothing choices inform the story and so that was one that really stood out for me i mean some like it hot i mean is is so much and the way that you were talking about the makeup a feat of costume design as well uh north by northwest edith head as much as she's known for how well she dressed audrey and women in the 50s i think her menswear is just so spot on particularly with carrie grant imitation of life i mean they notoriously Lana Turner had a $2 million costume budget on that movie to be able to wear the most beautiful dresses and beautiful jewelry in the world. And it certainly shows as the character becomes more and more famous and rich. And then Ben, her uh, sword and stand and this is one of the ultimate movies of Hollywood and the costume design is, is no shortage in that. Definitely for sure. Um, my nominees are Ben, her Elizabeth Huffenden, Crimson Komodo, Beatrice Pontrelli, North by Northwest, Edith Head, Ordette, and St. Jensen, and Some Like It Hot, Rory Kelly. Awesome. I'm really liking, I'm really liking your Pather Panjali love throughout this ballad. It's, 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 it's going to get good as we continue to go through. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, next, we have best we're in the cinematography categories now. We have best color cinematography. Absolutely. Um, let's see. For best color cinematography, I have Ben Hur, North by Northwest, Imitation of Life, The Nun Story, and hold on. I had to. I made a last minute switch on here. Hold on. And journey to the center of the earth. Sweet, those are good choices. 
Yeah, um, and I, I and they're they're oh. go ahead. I'm sorry, we can talk about them after together. You go ahead. You go ahead. No, I, I just it's we're at such an interesting. I always love these middle years between when the cat when they still had the mixed categories. I know they kind of switched off and on. Like 57, they didn't do it, and 58, they didn't, and then they're back to it in for most of the late 50s and 60s, and then they eventually, by the time they get rid of the category. Um, I always like these middle years because I love to really think about what there's so many, because at the point, most movies were still in black and white. Like what, what brought out the, the specialness of some of these color films and what are the real sort of moments that you never, you sort of don't forget. And I will say this particularly between North by Northwest, incredible camera movement, like Hitchcock is the most incredible camera movement and the nun stories. Sorry, awesome. go ahead. You're fine. Awesome attention to detail on those faces, imitation of life. Again, I mean, uh, Douglas Sirk, if nothing, in terms of his color theory, the way that he uses color, the way he tells stories through like big swaths of color is nothing short of just spectacular. And again, Ben Hur, just the, place, the places they put the camera in the grand scope of that is just so impressive. So, yeah, that's for me. How about you? Um, yeah. Um, so my nominees are Ben Hur, Robert Surtees, Imitation of Life, Russell Meddy, Both by Northwest, Robert Brooks, The Nun's Story, Friends, Planer, and Borgie and Best, Leon Shamroy. How did you find that movie? Where did you find Borgie and Best to watch? I'm I so just, impressed. I just found it. I just had to do a lot of scrounging, uh, scrounging on the internet. Awesome. That's fantastic. I've I've always wanted to see it. I know it's basically in any real in any kind of non bootleg form. It basically doesn't exist. I know, but yeah. it's so. I mean, it is just so beautiful. I mean, for God's sakes, it's just it, it's everything you want it to be and more. I mean, it, so I mean, I I I just wanted just the clips that I've seen. I'm so impressed by the design and the 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 the, the choices in that. So I would love to finally see eventually see a copy of it. So um, next we have best black and white cinematography. Yeah, for blast, but excuse me, best black and white cinematography, Diary of Anne Frank, Diary of Anne Frank, Pother Panchali, The Seventh Seal, Suddenly Last Summer, and Wild Strawberries. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I the double dipping on the the double dipping on the Bergman at this point. I mean, just the just ge I mean genius level photography in both. They both are trying. They both have very different goals, and I love that about them. Um, and then, as you as we've kind of already been illuminating, Pather Panjali just in terms of the ability to take that kind of Italian neorealist style and apply it to these very traditional. India, these very bucolic, very small Indian stories, and the way that this is just the way this just picks up and catches the light is just absolutely stunning. And I, I love, I mean, every minute of it is just beautiful. How about you? Um, uh, my nominees are 400 Blows, Look, um, Henry Decay. Look Back in Anger, Oswald Morris, On the Beach, Giuseppe Rotano, Some Like It Hot, Charles Lang, and The Seventh Seal of Gunnar Fisher. Awesome. 
So unless some of those were very close for me on the beach was a, on the beach was a close miss. So I, I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you shouted it out. So next we have best art direction. Absolutely. So this was a, this was a banner year for art direction. I found like, I have, I had a list, I had a long list of 12 or 13 that could easily fit into the category. So to get to these five, I thought was pretty, to get to these, this group of five is pretty impressive. Uh, ben Hur, William A. Horning, Edward C. Carfago for art direction, Hugh Hunt, set decoration, The Diary of Anne Frank, George W. Davis, Lyle R. Wheeler, art direction, Stuart Reese and Walter M. Scott, set decoration, North by Northwest, Robert Boyle, William A. Horning, Merrill Pye, art direction, Henry Grace, and Frank McKelvey, set decoration, Sleeping Beauty, Ken Anderson, Don DeGrati, and Ivan Earl, art direction, and suddenly last summer, Oliver Messel. Nice. Those are all like good selections. I, I was just I kept thinking of like so many of them felt it and it's some of these some of these are some of these are plays that, that they've really opened them up in really interesting ways and they don't feel like just stage sets. Obviously, like I did include an animated movie, but just the overall impact of the design of Sleeping Beauty is just so impressive in terms of taking that kind of tapestry, that style, and applying it to a, a traditional Disney animated film. Again, Ben-Hur, we've talked about it kind of as an obvious one. It's just so grand and beautiful. And those sets are built. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a set you could walk on. There's not much CGI or matte painting even hiding that. It's just so impressive looking. And suddenly last summer, um, like I said, along with Diary of Anne Frank, we're just so meticulous on the set decoration may be more impressive even than the art direction in both cases just the way that they're designed is just stunning and so impressive all the way across the board how about you um so my nominees are ben Hur, vittorio valentini edward c carpacno willie may horning and hugh hunt imitation of life alexander golexon richard h riddle Russell A. Gosman and Julia Heron, North by Northwest, Robert F. Boyle, William A. Horning, Merrill Pye, Henry Grace, and Frank R. McKelvey, Ordet, Eric A's, and The Seventh Seal, P.A. Lundgren. Fantastic. I'm so glad you included Imitation of Life. That was a last minute change for me. Um, like I said, this I've re I just rewatched Suddenly Last Summer again the other day, and it 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 rose up in a couple of categories for me, um, but Imitation of Life, I mean, is beautiful. So I'm, I'm thank you for including it, I'm glad. What's next? Um, next we have Best Sound. Very cool. Um, for Best Original, Best Sound or Sound Recording, I've been her, Franklin Milton. Journey to the Center of the Earth, Warren B. Delaplane and Bernard Freericks. North by Northwest, Franklin Milton, Howard Boss and Charles E. Wallace. The Seventh Seal, Evold Anderson, Leonard Wallen and A.B. Veden. And Sleeping Beauty, Robert O. Cook. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, so my nominees are Ben Hur, Franklin Milton, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Carlton W. Faulkner. North by Northwest, Franklin Milton, Rio Bravo, George Groves, nice. and Sleeping Beauty, Robert O. Cook. I'm glad you included Rio Bravo. I love that movie so much. That was a that was a that was a first time for me, 
this that was a new one for me this year um for this project and it, i'd always wanted to see it i just never kind of got around to it and i just loved it so much so i'm glad we glad we were able to include it this time it was just wonderful yeah um don't work you i had to cut because it was pretty good year for sound and mm -hmm. yeah um so next we have best song best song kind of a kind of a quieter year um i'll be the first to admit i cheated slightly i don't know if they would have been oscar eligible because they use bits of the tchaikovsky score but i did include i wonder from sleeping beauty george burns winston hilber and, and ted sears once upon a dream sammy fain and jack lawrence high hopes from hole in the head uh, Rio Bravo from Rio Bravo, Dimitri Tiamkin, Paul Francis Webster, and Theme from a Summer Place, From a Summer Place by Max Steiner. Nice. Um, a Summer Place is an orchestral piece, but I know The High and the Mighty, which was nominated in this category in 54, is also just a piece of music. It doesn't have words. So I know that it, there, it's happened before. And same thing with, like, I guess, I guess it does have chanting in it, but like Ave Satina from The Omen doesn't really have words. It's mostly just sort of orchestral and um, the Rocky theme is mostly wor is wordless until the very end. So there's definitely precedent. Yeah, that makes sense. It's precedent. And it's one of my, I'll be honest with you, it's one of my mom's favorite pieces of music ever. I think she's told me how many dances she danced to in middle school and high school to that piece of music. It's like the perfect slow dance. And if you hear it, You'll be like, oh, that. You know, it's so immediately what it is. You know exactly what it is when you hear it. So, absolutely. Mm -hmm. How about you? Um, my nominees are the Five Pennies from the Five Pennies, High Hopes from the Hole in the Head, Imitation of Life from Imitation of Life. Oh, other than the specific nominees, Musical Lyrics by Sylvia Fine for the first one. The second one, um, Jimmy Van Giesen and Sammy Kahn. Uh, Sammy Fain and Paul Francis Webster for the third one. My Rifle, My Pony, and Me from Rio Bravo, Dimitri T. Upton and Paul Francis Webster, and Pillow Talk from Pillow Talk, Buddy Pepper and Inez James. Awesome. Nice job. Uh, yeah, the I didn't I didn't even think about the other Rio Bravo song, but yeah, that's a good one too. I love that one. So we're we're definitely on the same page. All that good Dean Martin. You got, you got... Yeah, Dean Martin. Can't go wrong um, with him. Next we have best original score. Yeah, for best original score, I have Duke Ellington for Anatomy of a Murder, Mikos Rosa for Ben-Hur, Alfred Newman for The Diary of Anne Frank, Bernard Herman, North by Northwest, and Ravi Shankar for Pather Panchali. Ooh. Uh, I might have to go back and see if I can fit in Ravi Shankar somewhere. He was the just miss for me. Um, my nominees are Anatomy of a Murder, Duke Ellington, Ben Hur, Miklos Rosa, Imitation of Life, Frank Skinner, North by Northwest, Bernard Herman, and A Summer Place, Max Steiner. Um, Imitation of Life was my sixth in this category as well. It's just, especially at the end, the, the like the score is very good throughout. The way that score just sort of just crescendos in those final 20 minutes it's just you i i almost it's i it's so much part of like exactly what's happening i immediately think of it the entire time like you think about it the entire time it's going on so it's such a it's a perfect choice i'm glad you included it it's definitely i just, really, I, just made, I actually just made a quick edit i switched okay. out invitation to fly for pipe for penchali perfect 
that Ravi Shankar score, the minute I started hearing it, and it's not even like in the lion or slumdog millionaire way where it feels like exotic to listen to it. It's so special in the way it's so specific to the, the mood and really kind of plays against scenes where it, it, the music sometimes is lighter and sometimes really plays into the drama. And it's just so, I, I love, I was so impressed by it. And, and, it, and the whole movie took me by, by, by storm, but this, but this time the score really, really stuck with me. So I'm, yeah, it was definitely one of my favorites. Nice. Yeah. Um, so next we have live action short film. I only have two nominees. What are the ones you have? Go ahead, because I couldn't really. I didn't find any that I was super All love, right. in love with. Um, the running, jumping, and standing still film: Richard Lester and Peter Sellers, mm-hmm. and Skyscraper: Shirley Clark and Willard Van Dyke. Okay, the skyscraper is the one that I had. I couldn't find. I could not find a good, decent version of the sellers. Um, one of the sellers and i wanted to and i it was i kept looking for it and i couldn't find a good version of it but the skyscraper is terrific that would be sort of my one nominee so i'm glad you know it's it's terrific yeah um and next we have best cartoon short film but the sellers is good you you really liked it yeah yeah it's good. Mm-hmm. So for animated short film, I have Donald and Matthew. Good. I'm sorry. Can you hear uh, me? Um, uh, my internet is lit. Um, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just give me a moment. Sorry. Um, Donald and Math Magic Land. Hot. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You can you Donald hear me? in Math Magic Land, Les Clark. There's a delay. I'm so sorry. I'll 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 let you go and then I'll stop. Um you go ahead. Okay. Donald in Math Magic Land, Les Clark, Wolfgang Rotherman, and Joshua Meter, Hot Rod and Real, um, a great Wiley Coyote, a Roadrunner by Chuck Jones, Moonbird, John Hubley, a mutt in a rut, um, a an incredible Elmer Fudd that I've never seen before, Robert um, Mick Kimson, and A Witch's Tangled Hair by e, uh, by Abe Levito. Good Bugs Bunny. Those are good choices. I couldn't find a whole lot of um, short films, so I just ended up with just two. To nominate, so I have Mexicali Shoe, uh, Mexicali Schmoes, and Moonbirds. Yeah, I'm Moonbirds one, and it makes sense why it's real. It won the Oscar. It's incredible and a really beautiful little piece. Um, really innovative, especially for the time. I could imagine. Nice. Yeah. Um. So um, next we have Best International Film. Absolutely. For Best International Film, I have Ballad of a Soldier from the USSR, Grigory Chukre, The 400 Blows, France, Francois Truffaut, The Bridge, West Germany, Bernard Vicky, General De La Rovere, Italy, Roberto Rossellini, and The World of Apu, India, 
Satyajit Rai. Nice. Um, um, hold on one second. Just adding Apu quickly. I did not realize. Um, yeah, it was new that year. The other two, um, the other two were came out earlier, but were el were Oscar eligible this year. But that that's the world premiere year of the third one. So, all right. So, um. My nominees are Apu from India, Black Morpheus from France, The Great War from Italy, and The Human Condition Part 1. Um, I named the directors, but um, I don't have them at the moment. And time is kind of short. That's okay. Um, so next we have Best Adapted Screenplay. For Best Adapted Screenplay, I have Wendell May's Anatomy of a Murder, uh, Eleanor Griffith and Alan Scott, Imitation of Life, Robert Anderson, The Nun Story, John Brain, Room at the Top, and Billy Wilder and I.A.L. Diamond for Some Like It Hot. Nice. So my yeah, it's a good group. Are, yeah. It's a good year. Yeah. Uh, and and again, I mean, this is it's a best picture. It's a best picture heavy lineup, but certainly, I mean, again, from the from the Oscar point of view, I mean, four of the five of these ended up being Oscar nominees, and then the fifth one, Ben Hur, I just was not enough of an adaptation, a good enough screenplay for me to include. <laughs> but um, I mean, some incredible writing. I mean, some of these again are plays, some of these are novels. We're really trying to, we're really doing a good job of condensing some really interesting material, but also incredible dialogue and incredible sort of situation so i'm it's just beautiful i i'm, I'm in hollywood the, the haze code and away from the standards so like room at the top and anatomy of murder are a little pushing things imitation of life is too in its own way and then we and some someone could hot actually those are all kind of pretty transgressive in their own way but then we're still and these are all still being made within either a studio or in a british studio system so it's like it's this really cool mix of what was possible at least in that time frame of movie making yeah for sure mm. so um my nominees are natalie vermoda wendell mays imitation of life eleanor griffin and alan scott on the beach john paxton the seventh seal ingmar bergman and some like hot billy walder and iel diamond fantastic So next we have Best Original Screenplay. Yeah, for Best Original Screenplay, I have North by Northwest, Ernest Lehman, Pillow Talk by that giant list of writers, <laughs> Ride Lonesome, Burt Kennedy, Wild Strawberries, Ingmar Bergman, and The 400 Blows, Francois Truffaut. Nice. So uh, my nominees are The 400 Blows, Francois Truffaut and Marcel Mousy, North by Northwest, Ernest Lehman, Sapphire, Janet Green, Shadows, John Cassavetes, and Robert Allen Arthur, and Wall Strawberries, Ingmar Burke. Awesome. Foreign heavy, but it's a good, it's a good original list. Yeah. Um, so um, I know, uh, so next we have well, next one in the acting categories, best supporting actress. 
Best Supporting Actress, Eleanor Audley, Sleeping Beauty, Hermione Badley, Room at the Top, Karuna Banerjee, Pather Panchali, Juanita Moore, Imitation of Life, and Lee Remick, Anatomy of a Murder. Nice. It's, I mean, it's, this is the, the, both actress categories are loaded. There are 15 good options in both of them from a variety of different kinds of movies, but this, this five, I just kind of, I, I couldn't imagine it not being this five. So my nominees are um, uh, Lee Remick in Anatomy of a Murder, um, Susan Connor in Invitation of Life, Eva Marie Saint in North by Northwest, Karuna Banerjee in Pesel Penchali, and BB and BB Anderson Walt Strawberries. Nice. She's she's phenomenal. I was she was she was definitely in my six or seven. She's really really special in that movie. As she always is in everything, it's hard to hard to ignore BB Anderson, but she's just she's so special in that, especially in the in the in the both roles. So um, next we have best supporting actor. Yeah, for best supporting actor, I have Stephen Boyd for Ben Hur, Bengt Eckerat, The Seventh Seal, Arthur O'Connell, Anatomy of a Murder, George C. Scott, Anatomy of a Murder, and Joseph N. Welch, Anatomy of a Murder. The nice. there are there's two there's like I could do an entire lineup of the guys in that of the supporting cast in that movie. There are there are <laughs> six good male roles, and they are just they really dig into that dialogue and in the situations that are played so well. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, Stephen Boyd is the I'll, I'll spoil is the only supporting is the only acting nominee from Ben Hur and it's the it's so funny to me that he missed the Oscar because he's clearly the best performance in the movie but that's yeah. another discussion for another time yeah 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 um so my nominees are Ben Gazzara in Anatomy of a Murder George C. Scott in Anatomy of a Murder Stephen Boyd in Ben Hur James Mason in North by Northwest and Joe E. Brown in Some Like It Hot fantastic fantastic great list and i'm glad you i'm glad you brought up gazara as i mentioned another one of the one of the one of the great guys in anatomy of a murder so yeah so next we have best leading actress again another bloodbath um audrey hepburn the nun story Catherine hepburn suddenly last summer marilyn monroe some like it hot simone signore room at the top and elizabeth taylor suddenly last summer nice um, so my nominees are Juanita Moore in Imitation of Life, Lana Turner in Imitation of Life, Audrey Hepburn in Nun Story, Simone Signore in Room at the Top, and Marilyn Monroe in Some Like It Hot. You were brave and put, you were, you were bold and put more in lead. I should have. I know I, I was talking to people on Twitter and I didn't, and I should have. She's, it's, it's, I, I still think of it more as Turner's story, but more is absolutely central. She's just absolutely, I mean, she's brilliant. So I'm I'm so glad you did that. <laughs> but it's so next, a good, it's a great year. Oh my God. Yeah. So next we have Best Leading Actor. Best Leading Actor, Richard Burton, Look Back in Anger. Jean-Pierre Liod, The 400 Blows. Jack Lemmon, Some Like It Hot. Victor Shorstrom, Wild Strawberries. And James Stewart or Jimmy Stewart in Anatomy of a Murder. Awesome. Um, it's a good list. The Oscar lineup is nowhere near as good as it could have been. I mean, there's yeah. some phenomenal performances. I'm glad that I'm glad that we got to we're getting to shout out some others. Yeah. 
So uh, my nominees are James Stewart in Anatomy of a Murder, Cary Grant in North by Northwest, Max von Sydow in The Seventh Seal, Jack Lemon in Some Like It Hot, and Victor Jostrom in Wild Strawberries. Fantastic. If if the Victor Sholstrom part is played by if, the, if that was an American film now, played by pick any actor over fifty, you'd win. It's that kind of a role, and it's and if they played it anywhere near as good as him, they would win in a walk. So it yeah. is, yeah, it's so exciting. So um, next we have best director. Best director, I have Ingmar Bergman, The Seventh Seal. Alfred Hitchcock, North by Northwest, Otto Preminger, Anatomy of a Murder, Douglas Sirk, Imitation of Life, and Billy Wilder, Some Like It Hot. Sweet. Um, so my nominees are um, Otto Preminger for Anatomy of a Murder, Douglas Sirk for Imitation of Life, Alfred Hitchcock for North by Northwest, um, Satyajit Ray for Pigs Panjali, and Billy Wilder for Some Like It Hot. We're spoiled. We're spoiled for foreign choices, along with this great studio work. It's a really, really fun year. So yeah. it's, it's, and I mean, and also some of these are the best directors of all time making some of their best work. It's an incredible. You know, we're really lucky to just get to see that. Um, yeah. For sure. Um, so um, now the big one. We have best picture. For best picture, Anatomy, Anatomy of a Murder, Otto Preminger, producer, Imitation of Life, Ross Hunter, producer. The Nun Story, Henry Blank, producer. Sleeping Beauty, Walt Disney, producer. And Some Like It Hot, Billy Wilder, producer. And my nominees are Anatomy of a Murder, Autopromature, producer. Invitation of Life, Ross Central, producer. North by Northwest, Alfred Hitchcock, producer. Peter Franchali, Satya Jet Ray, producer. And Some Like It Hot, Billy Wilder, producer. Very cool. And now we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we'll announce our winners. Stay tuned. After these messages, we'll be right back. 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 Yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. And we're back. So it's time to announce our winners. We'll start with the um, um we'll start with the um oh for our winners. We start with the last category, special effects, and with the first best picture. And um as we go along, um, we um and of course we take turns, of course, and the guest goes first as usual. So, Drew, do you want to take it away with special effects? Yeah, for special effects, um, I I honestly went pretty pretty straightforward with Ben Hur. Um, the the level of accomplishment in terms of that, the scope of that production, and the things they're able to achieve between the 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 battle at sea and the chariot race and just some of the 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 special visual effects in terms of the photography it's it's my easy winner nice um um my winner is 
Um, ben Hur. Uh, pretty easy choice. Yeah. It, it felt like the Titanic or the Lord of the Rings. I understand why it won 11. Like, I understood why it swept that night. Even though I think there are better choices than most of the other categories, it makes sense just in terms of, like, they're responding to those visuals and, and the visual effects are a huge part of that. So I definitely get it. Nice. Mm-hmm. So um, my winner, no, no. Um, so next we have best film editing. Yeah. For best film editing, not to be a broken record. I did go also again with Ben Hur. That chariot race is one of the most incredibly edited pieces of filmmaking I've ever seen. The, the way in which it, it really, you feel every bit of the drama of it, the suspense of it, but also you feel the length of how long the race is and you never feel tired of it because it's really where the camera goes in terms of uh, the way the cuts are both to the audience, to the grandstands, back to Masala, back to Masala's chariot, back to Ben, Ben, Judah Ben-Hur's chariot. It really does that suspense as well as just the the, I can't even imagine the impossible task of cutting it. It is just, it's overwhelming to me. Nice. Um, my winner is Some Like Pot. Very good. And next we have Best Makeup. Yeah, for Best Makeup, I did ultimately end up going with uh, Suddenly Last Summer kind of as a last minute choice. I think the attention to detail on both Hepburn and Taylor's faces um, are so specific in terms of the way those characters are telling it. There's there's such a, a change in the way that they are styled and made up, especially as one rises and one falls, especially by the end of the movie. Um, and when things are really scary for Liz, the makeup's a lot more severe. And early on, Catherine looks so much more kind of peaceful and sort of herself. And then at the end, she's basically a ghost. And so I think that's a, it's a real testament to the makeup. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, so next, oh, no, sorry, uh, my winner is Some Like It Hot. As it should be. I mean, I, I, if I if I had any guts, I would have done that too. Again, it's it's just it's it's what it should be. <laughs> um. So, um. Next, we have best costume design. Um, best costume design. I did go with some like it hot in this category. The attention to detail on the Marilyn costumes in her performance wear, as well as sort of what she wears behind the scenes, and then certainly just what what Tony and Jack are wearing throughout the film in terms of being able to be funny, but also in this case really show that they're women. It's just it's it's terrific, great character work, and they're really fun looking costumes. How about you? Um. And my winner for costume design is Some Like It Hot. Very good. You're on a streak now. You're three for three. <laughs> yeah. Um, next, we're at the cinematography categories. Um, yeah. You want to do color first? Yep, color first. Okay. Um, I went with Imitation of Life. Um, Douglas Sirk is a genius. The, the use of color throughout his movies, the way that he uses shadow to tell about character and about motivation is maybe cliched by today's standards, but at the time, it, and, and certainly in the way that I view it, is just, it's masterful. And people, it's a cliche in terms of what people think that's what it is, but it's that way for a reason. It's just that good. So it's it's my it's my easy winner. 
Nice. Um, so my winner is um, Ben Hur. Very good. Can't go wrong. There's so much movie. There's so much movie to choose from. There's so many things to look at and to think of. And I, I yeah, especially I, and the crucifixion scene is so beautifully shot. I, 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 it was, it was definitely within my one or two. It's just a beautiful movie by the end. Um, so, um, for black and white. Yeah. For black and white cinematography, again, spoiled for choice. I was really close to picking the diary of Anne Frank, but I actually did go with Pother Panchali. I think the the way the use of shadow and the use of light in that movie, especially since it's all exterior and all natural light, is absolutely breathtaking. And it's something to behold, especially on revisit. And frankly, the not to plug them, but the Criterion Blu-ray is so beautiful that on my TV at home, I was just I, I was like, I need to see, I wish I could see it on the big screen as quickly as possible. It's just so pretty. Yeah, absolutely. My winner is the Seventh Seal. That was my runner-up. So we're we're definitely on we're definitely on similar paths when it comes to that. It's I mean it's beautiful and stark and dark and scary, but also like a fairy tale. It, yeah, it it all works for me too. For sure. Um, um uh okay sorry my computer is so slow right now okay, That's okay. um so um uh, so next we have best art direction uh, again as we were saying it's an incredible year for art direction i don't know how you died for me north by northwest was the winner um the the Mount Rushmore alone, but the real attention to detail of all of those buildings, the UN scene is incredible. The, I know this sounds silly, but the art direction of where everything needs to be for that plane, for the, the crop duster and the way each individual piece is just, it's, it's a, most Hitchcock movies for me would like are a top art director, art direction winner in most cases. It's the way that I think some people think of Tim Burton. Um, they just sort of are the winner in that category. And this one is no exception for me. This is, it's some of the best. Yeah, for sure. Um, and my winner is North by Northwest. Yes. There's a whole documentary about Robert Boyle, and it's called "The Man on the Man the Man on Lincoln's Face." It's an incredible little little piece, and he won a honorary in 07 at like the age of 101 or something like that. He's he was just a genius, and I and this is the peak of his powers, and it's it's just perfect work. So it's definitely I've definitely checked that out. That short doc, it's it's good. Yeah, Man on Lincoln's nose nose. Anyway, um, so next we have best sound. Yeah, for sound, I went with Sleeping Beauty. I think that score is so prominent, obviously, in that movie and the way in which they build the sound in with, the, obviously, with the dialogue and sound effects just sounds so good. It sounds so lush and romantic and big and appropriately big for the Tchaikovsky piece. So it's it's my winner. <clears throat> um. 
Nice. And my winner is North by Northwest. Really good choice. I think Hitchcock um, doesn't get enough credit for his sound. I don't think he gets enough yeah. credit for how good his sound work is. Like we were just talking about, I was just talking about art direction. I think a lot of people really think about that and his style, but I think he, the way he uses sound is so special, but particularly in this and in Psycho, obviously the next year. Certainly. Um, um, my winner is, no, that. Next we have best song. Perfect. Um, I went with the title song from Rio Bravo from Rio Bravo. Um, Dean Martin sings it beautifully. I like the way it's used in the film. And I, I really, I, it's, it just evokes kind of the old fashioned and new, it's an old fashioned Western, but told in a more modern way by Howard Hawks. Um, I, it's really special. And I, I'm glad I got to honor it here. If I couldn't, if I couldn't put it in a lot of other categories. Um, and my winner is Imitation of Life from Imitation of Life. I love that opening credits. I love, I love that opening credit sequence so much. I love the diamonds and the, the crystals. It's so pretty. And the song worked perfectly in the moment too. For sure. Um, um, Next, we have Best Original Score. Um, I actually did go with Anatomy of a Murder by Duke Ellington. I know you and I were going on and on about Ravi Shankar. I love the subtle use of the jazz in Anatomy of a Murder. It really underplays the scenes rather than dictating them. And it's so much like it's music being played in a jukebox or being played on an album in his office or something like that. It's very specific to that. And there is certainly larger pieces that play. But I just like the... It has a slight menace to it, which is really helpful for a courtroom drama. It's not what you'd expect out of a courtroom movie. And I really love the way it's used in the movie. It's really, it's really special to me. How about you? And my winner is Ben Hur, Nicholas Rosa. It's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal score. Again, the chariot race, the 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 big sort of bombast of that pomp and circumstance it's so pretty and just and just it brings you in it makes you feel it makes it feel big in a way that it should definitely mm -hmm. um um i know you don't have like the action short film so i'll just announce yeah. my winner my winner Before. is the running jumping and standing still film awesome i need to see it i i'm i'm you've 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 encouraged me to see it i'm definitely gonna check it out now i'm excited um Next, we have Best Cartoon Short Film. Yeah, I picked A Witch's Tangled Hair. It is a very funny Shakespeare-themed Bugs Bunny that has the best last joke that I've seen in a long time. And I, it, it, it won the, the final button, the final button on the, on the six-minute short. The final joke completely sold it to me. There's a, I like the ones I nominated, but it's, it's clearly my winner. It's just so funny. The English major in me couldn't deny couldn't deny laughing at it, and I loved it. Mm. Um, my winner is Moonbird. It's really beautiful. It's really beautifully animated. Um, um, 
And next we have Best International Film. I ultimately did go with the 400 Blows. I think that Truffaut is a real genius. I love that this is his first feature. It's such a it's such an amazing idea for a feature and feels so indicative of the kind of the work that he would eventually do later on. Um, to get that performance out of Jean-Pierre Liod at that age, the use of editing, it is just, it's really hearkening to what will become the French New Wave, but in a more subtle way than Breathless would in a year later. Um, it's, it's, it's my winner amongst an amazing year, amazing year of foreign cinema. Oh my gosh. I mean, the, the five we named, the five you named, they're just so many good ones. Nice. Um, so, um, my winner is Black Orpheus from France. So good. Um, next we have Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, my winner for Best Adapted Screenplay is Some Like It Hot. It is one of the single funniest scripts that's ever been written. Every line is a gem. That final, speaking of a final button on a joke, the final line, the nobody's perfect is so well placed. Um, I think everybody has incredible timing, but it really starts with how good that writing is in terms of telling the story, but also just that brilliant, brilliant dialogue. Sweet. Um, my winner is The Seventh Seal. Another good choice. Um, next we have Best Original Screenplay. So for Best Original Screenplay, I went with Wild Strawberries by Ingmar Bergman as well. I think that that kind of movie has been sort of played out, the sort of old man looking back at his life, but the way in which the present and past really speak to each other, and it really... It's actually, I was surprised how unpretentious a Bergman movie it is. It certainly has his ideas about nothingness and sort of the emptiness of the, of the universe and like of life, but it's actually told very simply and humanely. And I think that really comes across in the structure. It's actually very funny um, as well as being profound. And I, I just loved how modest it was for what I expect of him. And, and what I love about his later films is sort of how experimental or how dangerously kind of grand and purple the writing is. This one is just, I think, really simple and one of his best, one of his best scripts. Yeah. Um, and my winner is North by Northwest. Genius. Like the most perfect structure you've ever seen in a movie in your entire yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Perfect structure. Well, and and like... And he did, and he made, like a couple years before this, he made The Wrong Man, another movie about the guy, the wrong guy getting accused of something dangerous. And this just takes it and moves it in so many different places. But also, I never feel like any one of them is too outlandish for the, for the, too outlandish for the, the concept of the movie or for the theme. And then like, and then you have all this sort of fun drama. And then you, they cut back to the CIA office and that scene is just so dry and witty and funny and dark. They're just going to let him be. I just, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's an incredible, it's an incredible piece of writing. Ernest Lehman's a genius. Um, and next we have best supporting actress. We're in the acting categories right now. 
Yeah, um, I, I went with Juanita more for Imitation of Life. I know we talked about earlier that she could be a lead. It's one of the single best performances of the 1950s as a, uh, in general, let alone her performance. It is tragic and romantic and grand, but also really quotidian and small. She doesn't, she doesn't overplay any scene, even the big dramatic moments at the end. She's just so in the pocket of who this woman is and plays her so beautifully. I love it so much. I'm so glad. And this is, and this is hard to say because Lee Remick is a firecracker in anatomy of a murder and would be my winner any other year, but Juanita Moore is my winner. And my winner is Lee Remick in, in anatomy of a murder. I, I don't know if you saw it. I, I was I was watching it over the weekend, a couple weekends ago, and I was trying to figure out if she was if if Lee Remick is leader supporting because they pushed her as lead at the time, and I think I think we made the right choice of having her in supporting. But like, she's so just she just owns that movie. She just like takes it over every time she's on screen. She's so amazing. And I'm glad I'm glad you picked her. She's just amazing. Kind of nasty and dirty and fun and. Clearly, clearly play, making it up as she goes along as a little character. She's fun. Yeah. Um, so um, next we have Best Supporting Actor. Um, I picked Arthur O'Connell from Anatomy of a Murder. Um, I like, as we were talking about before, I love this supporting cast in this film. I like, I, I think he has the most of an arc of any of them. And maybe that's what I d was drawn to the most. He is the guy that's trying to become Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart's new partner in the firm, in his little one-man law firm. And I like the way in which his little asides or little side quests to help the, help the trial and help the case along really help that plot. And I really like Arthur O'Connell in general. He's one of those great supporting actors. I loved him in Picnic in 55. He's just, he's a, he kind of, I never don't think that's who he is in real life. And he kind of slightly drunk, slightly kind of, Blurring his words, but always fun, and just and he's great in that part. So he's my winner. Nice. So um, my winner is James Mason in North by Northwest. Fantastic. He became such a type by the end of the fifties, didn't he? Like I, I was thinking, like I love him in A Star Is Born, but that's such a different performance. And then he just really settles in. He sort of settled into the 20,000 leagues under the sea guy <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> like he just settles into that kind of a, um, settles into that kind of a, a grand explorer or like bad or villain really quickly. There's a lot of those. Definitely. Um, so next we have best leading actress. For best actress, I have Audrey Hepburn in The Nun Story. I think it is her absolute best performance. I think that what she does in that movie is nothing short of an extraordinary, considering I like her as an actress. I like many of her frothier, more fun movies. But watching her, as I was sort of saying when we were talking about makeup, slowly recede from being, she's kind of like a shell of a person by the end of that movie. And I don't, I never, I guess I never would have thought that stillness and that kind of simple watching, just watching her think was something I would have ever thought of Audrey Hepburn. And I think she makes the movie for me. It's one of my favorite movies of this year, but she is absolutely incredible in it. And I'm so glad that she 
I'm so glad it's on her list of nominees. It, it so easily could have been one that was ignored in the grand scheme of her career. And it's just, I think it's her best performance and I'm glad I, she's my winner. Perfect. Um, um, so my winner is Juanita Moore in Imitation of Life. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It's just stunning. And it's such a heartbreaking performance. Well, but then there's even like the funny things. Like I always, well, I rewatched it two weekends ago and like the scene with uh, Sandra D on the, on the lakeside where she's talking about kissing and then there's kissing and it's like, oh, that's right. She's also funny and sweet and like a regular person. It's not just grand gestures or like the saint. She can still be a human being in the middle of it. And I love her in it. She's great. I'm so glad. Yeah. I, I figured if she was on, I figured if she made your five, she'd probably win, but I'm glad you picked her. She's really special. So, um, next we have Best Leading Actor. For Best Leading Actor, I was really, I was really torn. Um, I did end up going with Jimmy Stewart in Anatomy of a Murder. I know he does aw shucks better than most people and kind of basically feel like he invented it in many ways. Hmm. Um, but what he's able to do in that role over the course of that movie to both push when he needs to, but really recede and lets the other actors sort of take over when they need to without ever losing who he is at the center of it is really important um, and really special. And I'm glad that, again, I'm glad he got nominated for it in the, on the Oscar level and he would be my winner here. Yeah, for sure. Um, my uh, winner is Jack Lemon and some like hot. Yeah, just brilliantly funny, and certainly was a big departure at the time for him because he was always the funny guy. But I don't think that people thought of him as a leading man at the time until that. And that's he's so special in it. So yeah, hard to argue. <laughs> Sweet. Um. My um ah. next we have best director. My best director winner is Douglas Sirk for Imitation of Life. It is his final film. I think it is barring bar if I'm really thinking about it, I think it might be his best film. I think it does the best at what he always tried to do, which was mix incredible melodrama with some slight social more pushing social mores and the use of color, the performances that he gets out of these actresses, particularly, and just the grand scale and scope of the storytelling. I, I, I think it's an incredible sort of button on a career. And I don't know if, I don't know if he thought he couldn't top himself and that's why he didn't make more movies. I don't really know what happened at that with that, but it's, he's my winner. And it's, it's one of the greatest, I think it's one of the greatest final pictures ever, final movies ever made by somebody. But you picked Douglas, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was something to do with his melodrama not being well received at the time. Maybe. Um, but um, one thing to um, but yeah, um, can't go wrong with that choice. My choice though is actually Alfred Hitchcock for North by Northwest. I mean, 
the finest Swiss watchmaker of movies ever. Like I, I don't even, I can't even imagine how you put that many pieces together of something and it not be as brilliant as it always is in, in his best films. For sure. Um, and next we have best picture. The big one. For best, for best picture, I did ultimately go with some like it hot. It is the, it's it's the funniest. It's one of the funniest movies ever made. It is so beautifully made. I love all the performances in it. And I, it even though I only picked it in one other category, it is it's the of all the sort of ones where we put all the elements together. It's clearly it's the clear winner for me. Um. Yeah, awesome choice. And my winner is North by Northwest. So I knew we were doing this and I went on vacation to New Orleans and it was on the plane. And so, and the flight was 90 minutes long. And so I watched the whole thing on my flight and it was the perfect plane. It's the perfect plane movie, ironically, because it's just so nothing doesn't happen. It doesn't stop. And I just, I was like, oh, this is just, I, I it had been a couple of years since I had seen it. I was like, this is just a perfect movie. This is just, it's just perfect in every way. <laughs> so it's, it, you can't go wrong. It's a phenomenal choice. Sweet. Um, yeah. Um, great year for movies. And it is. I, I was really, I was struck by it because again, I, I think, I think it's always tough in, in sweep years, like when Ben-Hur wins 11 Oscars for you to kind of ignore the rest of what's going on. Um, and obviously there, and some like it hot is certainly a, obviously we look back at some like it hot now and imitation of life and sleeping beauty. And some of these other ones are just sort of, and, obviously a lot of the the foreign ones we were talking about that we talked about throughout weren't people don't think of them as 59 movies because we don't look back and think you know we didn't think about oscar eligibility we're thinking oh seven seal really came out at 57 or whatever but um it's an incredible year for movies and i i we were talking about before the idea that all these directors you could go to the movie theater and have all these directors work in the theater at the same time Preminger and Bergman and Cirque and Wilder and Hitchcock and Joseph L. Mankiewicz and Jack Clayton and, and Fred Zinneman it's it's just it's genius I'm 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 glad I'm glad I'm glad to sort of put it out there and I'm glad I snapped it up to what to do this because it was it was it's been a fun year to revisit yeah for sure and I guess now we could move on to um, uh, our thoughts on the actual year, like what was rewarded. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about it? Do you think the Academy made right choices in like the acting categories, what they chose um, for fiction, director, so on? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that Ben-Hur swept because so much of the 50s was about trying to compete with television in terms of the big movies and this one really feels like a big movie that really kind of actually is I, and i think ben-hur is a perfectly good movie obviously we didn't we i didn't pick it in my best picture or best director weiler i think does an incredible job with something that's kind of a hokey movie but it's the it, it's 
it reminds me it's like this is going to be a, an odd comparison it's like the king speech after so many years of bad kind of middle of the road oscar movies that one when that one finally came out there was no way that wasn't going to win in 2010 ben-hur just seems like after an entire decade of like ivanhoe and the greatest show on earth and around the world in 80 days and the 10 commandments and some of those one best picture like a bridge in the river Kauai and stuff like that this one seems like the ultimate in hollywood movie making that was always going to win so i'm not surprised like 11 and especially if when with the split in the categories i'm not surprised it won 11 um i'm more surprised that things like room at the top and diary of anne frank were so popular i understand why both of them would be but i you know i prefer nun story i prefer some like it hot i prefer imitation of life and anatomy of a murder clearly in terms of the way we just nominated but um those movies didn't get as much love in the technical categories as i would have liked so i it seemed weird to me but i i do i get it it just doesn't Again, in the sweep years, it's hard to sort of those sweep years. It's hard because it's just it's kind of like it's weird. And and then like some of the stuff like the Big Fisherman got three nominations, four five pennies got four, Porgy and Bess got four. Those are not the the Young Philadelphians, which is a really bad melodrama. Got three. Like these are movies you don't really think about at all. With like your North by Northwest also only getting three nominations. It's just it doesn't they don't equate in the way that we look back and that's that's very true of the of the oscars of the 50s anyway and it's really typified with a big kind of sweeper year like this one too for me so how about you yeah i would pretty much agree with everything you said um uh Yeah, um, Ben Hur does feel like like a staple example of a, a particular era of Hollywood filmmaking. Yeah, and it almost feels like a closure to that sort of film because no other film reached this sort of of this type reached this sort of peak ever again. Right. Oh yeah, and there and there are other ones later. Like obviously, they the lean epics like of your Lawrence of Arabia's or Chivago's would come later. But like even two years later, something like El Cid, which is a very good movie, is not the same movie as this. Like it just it's another Charlton Heston, in fact, but it's not the same movie as this in terms of the scale and the size. It just they never. You're right. They never kind of made them this big ever again. Yeah, and I would say even Lawrence of Arabia and Doctor Chivago aren't comparable. Oh, no, they're not. But but those are but those are British, and they're made out of the country. This is such a studio movie made on on the lot. You know what I mean? It's such a different. It's such a different animal in that way. Um, yeah, for sure. I will say also, you asked about the acting winners. It makes perfect sense that Shelley that Shelley Winters would win an Academy Award. It makes perfect sense that Charlton Heston would win an Academy Award. I think Shelley Winters is a very good actress when she in the right role, and she's very good in the Diary of Anne Frank. I wouldn't pick her over Juanita Moore, but I, I, it made sense that she won for a popular movie that she's very good in. Um, Simone Signore was kind of a surprise for me because she's not it. She's like not in it as much, but I, I think if Audrey's already won and Liz, Liz Taylor, you're going to give her, you're going to give her the win the next year. And Catherine's already won twice and you're not going to give a Doris Day Oscar for that. And if you're not nominating Marilyn Monroe, Simone makes sense for a pop as popular a movie as Rumor the Top was too. So, you know, that's 
kind of over to that. And Hugh Griffiths for Ben Hur. We don't have to get into it. It's a terrible win and a bad nomination and more brown face, and it's just bad, but that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the Hugh Griffith win is kind of egregious. It it's is. Really egregious. It's bad. And and I like the four guys that he's nominated against. Robert Vaughn is kind of perfectly fine in the Young Philadelphians, but Ed Wynn and then Arthur O'Connell and George C. Scott, clearly better performances. Again, it makes sense with a sweep that Griffiths would win. I don't get the win for that part at all. It doesn't make, it doesn't even, it's not even the, again, we were talking about earlier with Stephen Boyd. I just don't even understand how Boyd's not even nominated here. Um, it just doesn't, it just doesn't track whatsoever. And it's, it's, it's a really bad win. It's a dumb win. So. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I want to see um, like any fun details on the ceremony. Um, during the ceremony, yeah. in the story of uh, the best original screenplay, which was then called best story and screenplay, written directly to the screen, um, Stanley Shapiro, one of the winners for Pillow Talk, um, he wasn't available to pick up his trophy. He asked his writing partner, Nicole winner, Maurice Strickland, to ask presenter Tony Curtis to read a speech that read, I'm trapped downstairs in the gentleman's lounge. It seems I rented a faulty tuxedo. I'd like to thank you upstairs for this great honor. And the audience just laughed at it. I love that. Um, If I recall also, there were a lot of people that had really kind of snarky things to say about Charlton Heston winning at at the time. It was not like even the night of, they're like, eh, Charlton Heston winning an award for acting, not a great idea. Um, but that was, yeah, I remember that was also a big deal that night. It was a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, let's see. I was looking, I was, I was looking at uh, Inside Oscar earlier trying to see if there was anything else. I saw, uh, I saw your, yeah, your, um, saw your pillow talk guy, his joke, that was funny. Bob Hope won a humanitarian award, which is not, this was, you know, the fourth time they gave Bob Hope an Oscar or an honorary Oscar at that point. It's like, at that point, they're just being nice to him for hosting so many times, it feels like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it, I, I would love to know more, like, obviously, this was a televised ceremony, but obviously it's not as available to sort of see in its full. I wonder how many, like, I always think of the way Billy Crystal kept making jokes about New Zealand, everybody in New Zealand being thanked for Lord of the Rings. I wonder how many jokes he made about Ben, if, they, if he on his feet kept thinking of how many ways to make jokes about Ben-Hur winning so many awards over and over again. Um, I, I always think about those kinds of things. It's like, how... How aware are people in the room of like getting, how over it were they 
by the time that music played for the 11th time or were they actually really excited for it to win you never know but you know you never know yeah um so i guess that wraps up this episode yeah. um thank you Drew, for during for appearing on this podcast again you're welcome um, i'm glad to be back recording again it's been so long i know i was gonna say i've been i've been enjoying it i'm glad that could wrap up the 50s with you today i know it's been you've had a, a bit of a hiatus so it's been nice to hear you back i'm um, even just here and talking to you again today yeah for sure um so on um, yeah um so can you um where do we where can we find you on um yep. we're going to find you on social media again yeah, um, you can call. You can find me on Twitter under Cine Giant, um, C I N E Giant, and then I'm under my name Drew Schwanier on the Letterboxd. Great. Um, I'm on Twitter at um, Gabe the Joker with two underscores. You can also find me on Twitter at Gabe the Joker with two underscores. Um, I'm on Letterboxd at Mister Hulo. Um, I have a Patreon account um, that I'll link in the description. I have um, I link um, this podcast is available pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, be sure to rate and review this podcast for visibility's sake and subscribe to your choice of server. Until the next episode, sit back and relax, cheers and enjoy, and thank you for listening to the Alternate Oscars. <laughs>